This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Thursday, December 21st, only four days away until Santa comes bounding down your chimney. Leave him cookies, please. We're talking Brewers baseball today with Adam McKelvey, our Brewers reporter for MLB.com. Adam, thank you so much for the time. And uh, the Brewers, uh, they've been busy uh, despite uh, Christmas being just days away, uh, upgrading their rotation. And uh, two guys in particular uh, in the fold. Uh, one guy very familiar to Brewers fans that, of course, is Giovanni uh, Gallardo, who spent his first eight seasons in Milwaukee. We'll get to him in a little bit, but I want to touch on uh, the new dude. That is uh, Jolice Chassin. And Chassin, kind of an under-the-radar uh, guy in 2017. He won 13 games, a 3.89 ERA. He's, you know, by we're not talking about a superstar here by any means, but I think in terms of a fit for the middle of that rotation, you know, th- this is a guy that is a good fit in that regard. Yeah, a, uh, an innings eater, you know, that's a big thing around baseball right now. Um, and, look, this is an instance where I think the baseline numbers that you mentioned, the ERA and the sort of numbers we see on the stat line, and the advanced analytics sort of matched up. And as David Stearns put it, a lot of arrows from different areas of the organization, analytics, scouting, all pointed to uh, this guy is a good fit for this rotation. He's um, just coming up on 30 years old. He's pretty young uh, still. Um, And look, maybe a late bloomer as a pitcher, Uh, a four pitch guy. The slider is a really good pitch. And Shasin's bugaboo in his career has kind of been like many right-handed pitchers. He struggled with lefties. The Padres uh, convinced him to throw that slider more often to left-handed hitters, a little counterintuitive, but he actually had some success with that. And the Brewers have a very good pitching coach in Derek Johnson, and they have some ideas about to continue that progression, and they thought it was worth a two-year investment. So, um, you know, again, I think it's, it's, a, it's an interesting case in that sometimes it's scouting, sometimes it's analytics that lead a player to a certain place. This was an instance where both of those things, you know, those arrows pointed to Jolice Chassin is a good fit for the Brewers. Now, I know that uh, the parallels here aren't identical by any means, but uh, do you see some similarities between this signing, as you said, a guy that's uh, only coming up on 30 years old, and the Brewers a couple years ago with uh, Junior Guerra, a guy who was, I believe, 31, had that breakout season after, you know, bouncing around from, you know, league to league and continent to continent. He kind of found his stuff with the Brewers. Do you see, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a parallel there that there, this could be another guy that, you know, as he gets into his 30s could really figure some things out? Well, sure. And, of course, with Junior Guerra, now he, he had a, a very bad season right. last year. started with an injury, so that probably puts an asterisk on what came next. But he's one of the players, you know, he's one of the reasons, basically, that the Brewers needed a guy like Shasin. Guerra lost his hold of the rotation spot, um, came back later in the year and really was not a factor uh, for the Brewers as they were uh, aiming for a spot in the postseason. He's definitely one of the candidates for a rotation spot, 
But look, if you look at this rotation from the, the, the higher up, Jimmy Nelson is out for the start of next year. They really like Chase Anderson and Zach Davies. Those are two very nice pieces um, to build around. Um, but then after that, there's a lot of questions in this rotation. Um, you know, is Hader starter or relief? We've talked about that at length. I still think more likely in relief. Mm-hmm. Um, Brent Suter is a lefty who's bounced back and forth. Is he going to be in the rotation or, or in the, is he valuable as a swingman type role? Uh, where does Guerra fit in? Uh, where does uh, Brandon Woodruff, a, a young player who's coming up, fit in? Is he ready to go at the start of the next season? Uh, they have, with Nelson out, um, they have some you know, pretty significant questions for at least three spots. Well, now that's two because Jalice Chassin is you know, pretty solidly, uh, if you're a two-year deal, it's a $15.5 million guarantee. That's a good sign. You, you know, you're going to count on him in the rotation. So now they've got two spots to fill with the rest of those. And, and look, Junior Guerra is going to be one of the guys that, that is vying for that. And if he can have a bounce back, that would uh, go a long way to helping them solve this kind of puzzle of innings. And by the way, David Stearns also said they're going to keep looking. Um, there still are a ton of free agents out there, Matt. You know this offseason has been in very, very slow developing. Oh, yeah. Normally by now, the big boys all kind of have homes. A lot mm-hmm. of times it's by the holiday, the families get anxious. You know, the wives and kids, they want to know where they're going to be and players find their spots. That's not the case this year. There are a lot of players out there. If it gets late in the offseason and a guy's looking for a place on, you know, say a one- or two-year deal and it's just a, uh, a situation where the Brewers can strike, they can certainly offer opportunity. Um, m- perhaps they strike and get a big-name guy to add to that mix as well. I think the door is certainly open to that. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the free agent market in 2017 is moving at a glacial pace, uh, if that. So it's, it's certainly different from years past. And uh, with Chassin... You know, he spent last year in a San Diego, uh, definitely a pitcher-friendly environment. But before that, the least pitcher-friendly environment in baseball as he survived yeah. uh, multiple seasons in Colorado and uh, lived to tell about it. So he does have that you know, mental toughness, I guess, and that'll certainly serve him well. And uh, he definitely uh, fills a need for the Brewers and provides some much-needed uh, insurance and a safety blanket as well. Uh, so that takes us to the other uh, big signing that, of course, our old friend, Giovanni uh, Gallardo, as he won 89 games in his uh, first eight big league seasons in Milwaukee, but has really, really struggled mightily in each of the last two seasons, both with AL clubs in uh, Baltimore and Seattle. How do you like his chances, Adam, of uh, kind of recapturing that form he had, which made him so successful the first time around with the Brew Crew? Well, look, here's what the Brewers are thinking here. Giovanni Gallardo, they traded him. Doug Melvin traded him after 2014. He had a good season in Texas in 2015, and I think that's key to what came next. That is not an easy place to pitch. Um, And he was solid in 2015. And he signs with the Orioles. And remember that deal initially got sort of scuttled because of concerns about his shoulders. They had to rework that contract with the Orioles. The shoulder then led to some issues, a late start, and then some issues in 2016. And the way Ivani Gallardo talked about it today, he didn't really ever, he didn't feel like he got his feet back under him until the latter part of 2017 in Seattle. The numbers in Seattle were not good. He ended up being moved to the bullpen. But the one number that, that did sort of stand out in some of the, again, the deeper dive into analytics bears out that the stuff was good late. The velocity was up. And, look, it's not all about velocity, but Giovanni Gallardo, when he was with the Brewers, he was a strikeout guy, more of a power pitcher. He lost that in Baltimore in the early part of his Seattle tenure. When that started to come back, he says he felt like a much better pitcher, a more confident pitcher. 
So if that velocity is back and he can be more of a 93-94 guy like he used to be, I like his chances. From the Brewers' point of view, uh, they're getting a guy who's had success in this place, in this building at Miller Park, certainly familiar with uh, the surroundings. And it's a very low-risk type of investment. It's a $2 million non-guaranteed deal. If they can look at him in spring training, if he makes the opening day roster, that $2 million gets that kicks in as a guaranteed number. Then he has a chance for another $2 million in incentives. But I, the way I understand it, there are incentives it, it, both for a starting pitcher and for a reliever. So I'll have to wait until I get my hands on the actual breakdown of that. But it might be a case where he where it's really, really difficult to meet that full $2 million. So the total outlay here might be something – you know, certainly between three and four, even if he has a really solid season. That's worth the risk for a team like the Brewers that has a need for pitching. And, look, they have a need for relievers, too. So if, you, if they think this stuff can play in relief, I think that is certainly on the table as well. So there were, again, the, the arrows, as David Stearns put it, sort of all pointed in the direction of this making sense, um, different from the Chassin guarantee deal in that this one is very low risk from the club's point of view. And Adam, I know that, uh, you know, us folks in the media like to kind of, you know, play up and make a big deal out of, okay, here's a guy who, you know, he's bounced around a little bit, he's struggled, but now he's going back to a team and to an environment where where he's had previous success and that can only help him. How much of that is actually true? How much of that registers with the player themselves when considering, you know, free agent options? Did that all, you know, weigh on Giovanni's mind where he figured, you know what, I got to go back to, you know, basics (laughs) here and I got to go back to a place where I know I've had success and I can do it again? Well, look, it's player by player, right? So Giovanni Gerardo should be confident coming back to Milwaukee because he was statistically uh, one of the best pitchers the Brewers have ever had, definitely one of the best pitchers the Brewers have ever drafted and developed. He's their all-time leader in strikeouts, and, and he's up there in a lot of different categories in franchise history. But the confidence in him began early, too. In 2008, he blew out his ACL early in the year. It was going to be his first full season in the big leagues and, and blew out early. And when they got to the playoffs, he started their game one. He started their first postseason game in 26 years. Now, that was a team of CC Sabathia, too. It just didn't – CC started the last game of the regular season, so they needed another guy. But it was – kind of a vote of confidence in what they thought of him as a pitcher and he continued to garner you know a lot of respect throughout his his full time here in milwaukee so in terms of confidence it should be a boost now does that guarantee success no i mean no there's there's there are lots of examples of players who go back to a place after an absence and you know don't they're not the same they're not the same player they're they're an older player they're maybe past their prime whatever the, the situation is um, I guess the the way the Brewers are looking at it is it can't hurt. It, it, this is a player who was really good for quite a long time. He has certainly had two down years. But, again, if that velocity is back and the confidence is back, it could be a homecoming that works. Yeah, this could be quite a steal for the Brewers uh, if everything comes together, and uh, it could be quite a homecoming for Giovanni Gallardo and for the Brewers in 2018. Of course, with everything else, uh, time will tell. So, uh, Adam, to come down the home stretch here, let's get into the holiday spirit. A few Christmas-themed questions, uh, if you will. The first one I want to ask, and this is one of my favorites uh, to ask, of the players on the Brewers roster right now, which one would make the very best department store Santa Claus? So here, a little behind the scenes of how the sausage is made. We actually think about this podcast ahead of time. And, 
you know, you sent me these questions beforehand. So I've been thinking all day about who, you know, and I, I'm struggling. So I called in the help of the Brewers social media experts who are really good at this type of thing, Caitlin Moyer and Aaron Overly. And Caitlin Moyer told me one I can't even believe that I forgot. And do you know which player I'm going to say? Uh, I, I wish I could say it's I knew, but so I'm going to play too. It is, stare, it is right staring us in the face. <laughs> Eric Thames. Eric Thames. Oh, of course. All right. The yeah. beard is there. The, you know, <laughs> it's all about the beard. He's, you know, this, this, he's a kind, gentle soul. He is the perfect Santa Claus. And I would postulate that he is the best answer you're going to get on any of these podcasts. Ooh. And we need to figure out a way to make him somehow get him on video playing Santa Claus. I think what we could do is we could we could start like a March Madness type bracket, you know, 30, 30 department store Santa Clauses for all 30 <laughs> yeah. teams. If this whole baseball thing doesn't work out, Dallas, sure. Uh, you have a future. Yeah, we could come up with some pretty good ones like that. I think so. I, I mean, I, I've heard some good answers from other clubs, but uh, I think Eric Thames, what it, it I think he's definitely a candidate for Elite Eight or even Final Four. I, I believe that highly in Eric Thames. So what he doesn't have going for him is the white hair. We'd have to, you know, Joe Madden. We saw. Not did you see Joe Madden at the Winter Meetings? Oh, he I saw now, him. He's had a little Just for Men action. Yes, he on, has. So. He's not ashamed about it either. No, um, <laughs> so he no longer qualifies. I'd have to think a little bit about uh, who, who would have the the white hair going. Uh, yeah. The the agent for Ramos Ramirez and many other prominent. Uh, Latin American players is Paul Kinzer. Mm-hmm. He would be an excellent Santa Claus because he has the whitest, perfectly white, full head of hair that I've ever seen in baseball. Wow. So I will, I will co-nominate for the baseball, you know, the extended baseball family, Paul Kinzer, the agent. Very nice. We could even like combine attributes of different people to, to make like the ultimate department store Santa. I'm not opposed yeah. to that. So. We're off well, to a good yeah. start. I like that. We can't go too far. We don't want to offend anybody about their weight, though. We don't. No. There's <laughs> yeah. a limit to how far we can go. Quit while we're ahead. That's that's a lesson yeah, of life right there. So, uh, Adam, question two. Uh, th- there's players on every team that, uh, you know, you'll see them after the game. They're singing or they think they could sing. They're trying to croon. You know, they think that they're their team's American idols. So, if the Brewers had a Christmas caroling group, what players might be front and center of that group? So, again, I know that there are players that are, like, really into music. Jeremy Jeffers is the clubhouse DJ. He's got this huge, you know, Bluetooth speaker that just blasts in the post. So, Jeremy Jeffers is certainly on that list. Jesus Aguilar is always singing. But, again, I asked our friends, Caitlin and Aaron, and they suggested Brent Suter, hmm. who is a very good, a very accomplished dancer, as you'll see from a million gifts all over the Internet. <laughs> Um, he apparently also is quite a singer, and I'm told, now maybe by the time this podcast actually airs, this will exist on Brewers.com, there is a video coming of him playing the guitar and singing a Christmas carol oh. that is going to hit the site. So we have some good synergy here yes. with our friends in the social media department over at Miller Park um, where they are unveiling this. So I will say Brent Suter, and I will point people at some point here before between now and Christmas Day you should see this on Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat or whatever else. Um, you will see the proof. Uh, and we can't get that video soon enough. Uh, I am in, I am very intrigued now to see uh, Mr. Suter uh, strut his stuff and, and do his thing. So that's something very much to look forward to. Uh, Adam, next question, of course, as we all know from the famous uh, movie A Christmas Story, all Ralphie wanted more than anything else, the one thing his heart desired 
was that Red Ryder BB gun. So for the Brewers <laughs> this offseason, what is their Red Ryder BB gun? Yeah, you know, look, I'm sorry to be boring again, but it is a it is starting pitching. It has been that has been their wish from uh, you know really day one of this offseason. Part of it is you lose Jimmy Nelson. I was, you know, a fan was kind of saying to me they're, they're disappointed the Brewers didn't go out and get an ace. I mean, I'm not sure what else you want from a guy than what Jimmy Nelson did last year. He's top ten in strikeout rate in uh, in FIP in wins above replacement. He's top twenty in ERA and walk rate. I mean, he is he elevated himself last season to be a top top pitcher. Um, and he is out for the start of the next season. So the Brewers, you know, their, their Red Rider needs to come in and throw some innings early in the year until Jimmy Nelson can get back. And if he's the pitcher he was last year, that's a pretty big, uh, you know, pretty big trade deadline addition. If you get back 2000 Jimmy, 2017 Jimmy Nelson uh, for next season and moving forward. So yeah. somebody to kind of bridge that gap would be at the top of their list. There we go. And, uh, Adam, to wrap things up here, sometimes uh, a player and a team's fan base might need to kiss and make up after a rough season. So who had a rough season in 2017 that, that might need to step under that mistletoe and start fresh for 2018? You know, this is a really hard one. I, it, part of what happened in 2017 for the Brewers was they didn't have the big, you know, blow-up injury that sort of ruined everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have a guy just in such a prominent position totally fall on his face and it messed up the whole season. They had a lot of things break right for them True. Um, this past year. So the one guy, though, that does come to my mind, and again, it's in this mold of starting pitching because this is it feels like that's going to be what makes or breaks it for this team in 2018. So if, if they can get the 2016 Junior Guerra back, mm. where it was tons of strikeouts, that great splitter, a lot of fun to watch, a seven, eight-inning guy, you know, most times he took the mound. A great backstory you referenced that he went out, pitched in Italy and France and, you know, places I didn't even know they had professional baseball, <laughs> and comes back and really, you know, pitches at an – he didn't make the all-star team, but really pitched at an all-star level. Um, great story, great for the copy really didn't have it at all last season, starting with uh, that calf injury in the third inning on opening day. Um, He could kiss and make up with a lot of fans by coming back and being a contributor in some fashion, whether that's, uh, again, starting or release, preferably in the starting rotation. Uh, He could make himself extremely popular again in Milwaukee. I certainly agree, and that is a good place as any to wrap this one up. Adam McKelvey, great stuff as always. Uh, Happy holidays to you and yours, and we'll do it again after the new year here in uh, 2018, which is coming fast and furious. In the meantime, Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers.